Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Uh, look, I know a lot of you probably aren't all that sympathetic that uh, one city councilor didn't get the opportunity for a once-in-a-lifetime Antarctic adventure. Uh, but I can understand the fascination. Antarctica is such... Um, a fascinating, mysterious, it's like another planet exists on our planet. And yeah, so there are touristy ways of kind of seeing Antarctica. But in terms of like the real, actual, you're in Antarctica. That's something most of us will never, ever see. Uh, but an aircraft maintenance engineer from Saskatoon is giving people kind of a window into what it's actually like living in and working in Antarctica as in, like, the real Antarctica. He's got a Facebook page. He calls it Antarctic Shenanigans. You can find it uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash I can't feel my fingers. Uh, Daniel Leppington is his name, works as an aircraft maintenance engineer uh, with a Calgary-based company. He joins us on the line here today. Daniel, uh, thanks so much for joining us. What gave you the opportunity to, to start writing about and documenting all of this? Well, I thought it'd be an interesting adventure to share. I traveled around for most of the last decade uh, for work, uh, working in remote locations, and uh, it's a way to get my children involved. I've got a couple of kids in primary school still, so it's a way to stay connected with them while I'm gone. How do you how do you describe being there? What's it like being there? It's surreal in a lot of ways. Um, I've worked up in the north a fair amount, and it's distinctly different from the Arctic in Canada. Um, so it's both extremely barren but there's a lot of very interesting and very different things about it it's uh there's really no place on earth you can go that's more isolated so it has so many unique uh features and concerns there that you really don't have anywhere else like which stand out to you um the first thing that struck me was just how white it was i mean you can you can go up into the north in canada and it's white and you know covered with snow but there's there's always some level of horizon there or some dirt in the snow or uh you know a, a hillside or a little tree or something Whereas when you get there, it's just white on white. If you end up with a slightly cloudy day, you can't even see where the ground ends and the sky starts. Um, there are some mountains along the, the edge of Antarctica that you can see. You know, They obviously stick up and they're grandiose. But once you get to the interior, it's just thousands of miles of nothing but snow and ice. Yeah, which is, yeah, I'd say it's mind-boggling. There, there's, there are animals there. There's wildlife there. Of course, we know that there, there are penguins in Antarctica. What, what have you encountered? Uh, we've been... Pretty so far. We encountered some uh, penguins, um, some Adelie penguins, as well as some emperor penguins, uh, some Weddell seals. Um, there are there were significant other types of seals, but given that time of year, they weren't there. There's orcas uh, down there at certain times of the year, like you'd have on the west coast here. Although I've been told that they're a distinct side family of them. Um, but aside from that, it's another one of the things that really strikes you is that the, there is nothing there. Like you get to the interior and. Once you cross about 200 kilometers in, there's nothing. There's no birds. There's no bugs. There's no mold. There's nothing. (laughs) 
Now, where you're stationed then, do you, I mean, I guess you probably don't want to wander off too far from where you're staying. I mean, for a number of reasons, obviously. So how, how much exploring are we able to do? Depends where you go. Um, it varies wildly. Each one of the bases is um, is governed by a country that's there, and each country has their own sets of rules about how far you can go. But you know, basic safety and logic really prevent you from going too far. Where we are is on a a glacier, so you you have a lot of concerns that you wouldn't have in normal areas. Um, there's crevasses that you can't see that migrate. They move around, so a lot of the area that we you can go, you have to go where there's flagged areas or there's somebody going out in front that's experienced in finding these things so you don't just end up buried in 1,500 feet of ice. Yeah, that's frightening. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we're just heading into winter here. Does that mean it's, it's heading into, quote-unquote, summer there? It is. Uh, we're into 24-hour daylight where I am. Um, wow. It's quite a bit warmer. It's You, you hate to say it because it, it's an extreme place in its own right, but it's the summer there is quite a bit milder than the winter here on the coastline, although once you go to the interior, it's colder than anywhere on the planet year-round. So it, it's, it is freakishly cold once you hit the interior. Like what's the coldest you've experienced there? Um, we were down around minus 35, which wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, uh, on the coast, it won't get much colder than that, even in the, the hardest times of winter. Uh, once you get to the interior, like there's areas, one of the locations we fly to for about four months every year, their daily lows are around minus 70. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cold. Yeah, it's cold enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's been the reaction to the Facebook page? It sounds like there's been a lot of interest in it. Uh, and you mentioned your kids. I understand maybe there's uh, an opportunity to, to use this to connect with your kids' schools. So there's some some unique opportunities there. Yeah, the reaction's been pretty good. It kind of grew up to be a little bit bigger than I was anticipating it to be, but uh, it was always meant to be a forum for people to ask questions and just kind of come along for the adventure, see the pictures, and try to experience something that really would be very difficult to do if you didn't go down there for work. Oh, definitely. Well, safe travels uh, on your way back. And again, if people want to uh, read more, see more, it's facebook.com slash I can't feel my fingers. All the best with everything, Daniel. Thanks so much for joining us here today. All right. Thanks, Rob. There you go. That's Daniel Leppington of Saskatoon, works for a Calgary-based company as an aircraft maintenance engineer, uh, documenting his time in Antarctica. So you can find him on Facebook. He calls it Antarctic Shenanigans, facebook.com slash I can't feel my fingers. Uh, and some pretty cool pictures that he's posted. And, you know, you're not going to get that. Even if you're uh, on a cruise with a, a city council, you're not going to see some of the stuff that he's seeing. Uh, so it's quite something. 403-974-8255 is our number. Don't forget, we're awaiting that uh, potentially monumental court ruling today concerning the Midfield Mobile Home Park and what next for the current and former residents uh, of that community. That's expected just after 2 o'clock, so we'll have a lot more on that and a lot more still to get to as well. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.